So I went to a, a very moving and powerful and very well done memorial service today. And it was not for Liberty Flames offensive lineman Taj Boyd, who passed away this past weekend. But, you know, you can't help but think of the irony of, you know, similarities in terms of young people dying unexpectedly. And the fact that, you know, we're for one, and I'll go a quick little public service announcement here. I get the old stigma from especially back in the day where when something like that happened and usually it was, well, I'll be blunt here, you know, either if it's a, a suicide or an overdose, people don't talk about it. Um, I, I completely can understand that. Everybody grieves and sometimes people want to be open about that at their own time. Some people do not. Um, but I do think there's value if you're, you know, at some point willing to be open about that, however you choose and whenever you choose. Just to be real, everybody in their family has issues that they go through and challenges and just being more open about it, knowing it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk about that. It's okay to say, hey, I, I just need help. And that's the reality of life today. Because you know what I'm referring to is two people, but there are two million plus people in the world. And in this country, they go through that type of stuff all the time. And Trey and I have been open as well here in the fast lane. My family history with substance abuse problems, mental health struggles, including depression. Trey and I both brought that up. And, and I bring that up in the fast lane just to say that there's a level of you know putting two plus two together to figure out when certain things pop up and what's going on. And I give people credit in a lot of cases because at no point, thankfully, and again, you can express your opinions however you wish. Fast Lane, Ned Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you're going to hate on the show for that, please at me as opposed to Trey, because these are my words that are coming out right now, and I'll take ownership of it. But if you're going to go that route, uh, I think there is some help knowing that people going through these challenges, whether it's themselves, loved ones, family members, friends, colleagues, whomever, that you're not alone in that. And that we all have moments where we struggle and that it's okay to ask for help and to be vulnerable. Um, and it's also okay to realize this, that part of the joy in life, sometimes it's the simple things. I love hanging out with my kids, as stressful as it is often, breaking up two five-year-olds from arguing and fighting, the natural sense of loving nature and wonder. And sometimes it's loving their favorite TV shows or you know watching them learn about NASCAR or tennis or football or basketball or sports that mom and dad enjoy watching because my wife's a big sports fan like I am and you know, I'm probably more nuts about it than she is but we overlap in terms of a lot of our interests and it's cool seeing our kids do that uh, but there's also the reality that, you know I'm exposing them to the fact that the world has its challenges and it's rough and that they got to learn to battle through it and that mom and dad are going to do everything we can to be there as often as possible while also uh, empowering them to do it on their own. And, and putting all that together in the fast lane to say that as much as there are struggles that are out there, and this is kind of a mullet edition of the fast lane, by the way, we're going to be you know business and straightforward in the front of the show, and then we're going to go have some fun in the back half with WSET's Dave Walls and Trey and I giving our votes of confidence on NASCAR at Indianapolis, as well as the ACC outlook and any best bets and projections that we might have around 545, Dave Walls 530. But to, to put all this together and to just put it into context in the fast lane is also this. It's okay, even if you're going through struggles or maybe you've experienced them because someone else has really struggled with something, that it's also okay to find joy in things in life that are fun. Sports is part of that. Sports is supposed to be fun. And there's a ton of serious stuff that goes on. Some of it is relatively serious. Conference realignment, name, image, and likeness, the changing structure of college athletics, 
And some of it actually is serious, and those topics do arise, and you know we've certainly discussed them in the fast lane, as, as you well know. But there's also the fact that sometimes it's just the joy of it. And realizing sports can be a unifier, and it can be a bond, and it can be something that pulls people together and gives people a sense of purpose when adversity arises. And that was why it was really cool. And kudos to Emily Austin, friend of ours here in the fast lane and with the Liberty Flames Sports Network. But Jamie Chadwell and Liberty University, they met with the media earlier today. Jamie Chadwell did. The players did not. Assistant coaches did not. I think at some point we'll get back to having more of that. But I'm totally sympathetic to the fact that right now it's just Chadwell. He's the front man of the program. You know That's your job and responsibility uh, to at some point address these type of situations in their leadership role. And you know, to be blunt, you're paid to do that. But in realistically as well, when you assume a head coaching role or any leadership position, you, you are out in front of these challenges when those type of situations and adversity arise, like the sad and unexpected passing of Liberty offensive lineman Taj Boyd over the last weekend. But there's also this. Jamie Chadwell had a rainbow post. After uh, Sunday afternoons, meeting with the team, and obviously they had met Saturday and spoken through things, and they had uh, another meeting Sunday to have a chance to go through this. And, you know, remember, they're trying to go through this while they're preparing for a season. So it's not a linear path of something bad happens in the offseason, and everybody has their moments to grieve, be with the team, hang out together, do bonding things, break for the summer, and you come back focused on football. This happened at the beginning of fall camp while you're preparing for a new coaching staff and a new season. So much change within the program. And some of it, you know, over 50% or 50% thereabouts, roster turnover. There's a lot of change of people that have been in other programs that have come to Liberty, people that have stayed at Liberty, but now it's a new coaching staff and a new way of doing things. There's a lot of uncertainty that can pop up. And it doesn't directly mirror what happened with Virginia last year and the tragedy on grounds with the uh, sad shooting and killing of Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry. But there are similarities in the fact that they're both programs, they're both and programs, if you want to call it. Liberty is football and faith. Virginia builds themselves as football and the academics, the traditional student-athlete experience, if you will. And they've had a lot of success with that model, and they've shown you can, but that's kind of what it is. Well, When you're going through changes, it is so challenging to have that lumped on to the changes in a coaching staff and the expectations that are made. And that's why it was neat with Jamie Chadwell answering the question from Emily Austin about the rainbow post that he had on social media. And it's worth checking out. Uh, we don't do a lot of you know retweeting of players and coaches. and you know, I mean, that's not generally our thing. But Jamie Chadwell did have a post on the rainbow and about the inspiration and that sometimes there is light at the end of a dark situation. And you know, give him credit for elaborating on that today. And for a Liberty fan or a Liberty supporter... These words might be able to provide some level of comfort. You know, that was uh, Sunday, uh, obviously, after um, uh, everything Saturday. We had, a, we had a little service, you know, Sunday and, and uh, let some of our players share their hearts. And, and then it started raining, you know, and, and, um, and one, of our, one of our players after, you know, rained, he said, you know, rain brings growth. You know, and then obviously to see the rainbow, uh, rainbow uh, there over the stadium just reminded you of God's promises and that uh, better days are coming, you know, and that to rely on Him, lean on Him. I think sometimes, you know, when you go through certain challenges, you, you, you ask, why? Why did this happen? You know, uh, and it's just a reminder to trust, trust God. Jamie Chabal speaking earlier today, and, you know, it's therapeutic in a lot of cases, the grieving process, just 
for some it's talking it out for others it's not sometimes people talk it out closely and that's it um and those type of situations that arise um but but it's there's no easy way to go about something like this but i thought the other thing that stood out about the liberty press conference today and there are a couple of them that are takeaways one is you know, give the administration at Liberty University credit. They were all there to support Jamie Chadwell uh, in speaking for the first time ever, including Athletic Director Ian McCall being present today. And he's always been there whenever difficult situations have arisen, so he deserves a lot of credit for that. And uh, there were other higher-ranking Liberty officials, as the status uh, symbol might be brought out for something like that, that were also present today. Um, by the way, big thanks to them. You know, They haven't really negatively come at us on anything we've said. I don't think anything we've said has been out of line this week in the fast lane, but maybe we've pushed the boundaries a little bit on certain things, hopefully within reason and hopefully for a justifiable cause. And, you know, again, appreciative of them for, you know, how they've handled that as professionally as possible. And and people get on liberty in a lot of cases, but truthfully, they've been very good about how we've handled a lot of things that have popped up and are, in some cases, unfiltered and honest opinions in the fast lane, not necessarily being designed to slander liberty, but try to Maybe put a realistic take on it and, and put things into context. But the other thing is is the role of sports and the context that it plays in tragedy for people. Liberty has got an entire season ahead of themselves. Obviously, they're going forward with practice and they'll have their season opener coming up in about three weeks at home, uh, a noon kickoff against Bowling Green, the fighting Scott Lefflers coming in. And that kicks off Liberty's season. Uh, but there's also this other part for Liberty, and that is you know, you're grieving on the fly, And for some kids, football becomes harder. But for some, it's a sanctuary. And Ryan Moy, who is the co-worker and colleague of Jermaine Farrell, WFXR sports director, who was with Trey, by the way, last week in the Fast Lane. That chat is up at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. But Ryan asked the question about the role of football and for some cases being therapeutic. And that's the other part to this. And often I think it's overlooked. It's also okay during times of tragedy for people to find joy in nature. Movies and entertainment, which includes sports. Anything that brings them joy. Maybe it's books. Maybe it's music. Whatever the case may be. You know, I'm a faith-based guy. I turn in that particular direction. If you are, I think obviously these type of things can strengthen that. But it can also challenge it. And you know, those that's okay, too, for it to be challenged. But Jamie Chabal talked about the role of football. And I think people lose sight of the role of football in sports during these tragedies. But it does bring people together, whether it's the team or the fans and folks that are grieving. I think it's tremendous for a lot of them. I think there's certain times uh, where there's reminders too, you know, and so there's the balance of that emotions. You know, it's they're lifting weights right now, and that's great, it's tremendous. But then, you know, maybe their partner was that, and so there's a there's a there's a tug from that standpoint. But um, I think you got to find your sanctuary, you know, among the challenges of life. And for, for these guys, it can be their sanctuary for two hours or whatever it may be. And so um, it's, I think it allows them to get some of the emotions out as well and bring some of the emotions up, you know. And so, but um, they need it more than ever now. I think it's true what Jamie Chabwell said. And, and look, I make fun of Brett Favre all the time and the people that love him because he's a guy and a man's man and a gunslinger, even though he made a lot of boneheaded decisions. But uh, the reality for Brett Favre's career as well is look at the most tragic situation for him was when he lost his dad and he found out on the golf course and they had to call Doug Peterson. Yes, that Doug Peterson Super Bowl winning coach with Philadelphia and now with the Jacksonville Jaguars um, to, to help break the news to Brett Favre on what happened. And then afterwards, Brett Favre had a career defining game in Oakland against the Raiders, who were at the time, obviously, the Oakland Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders, as they are now. But Brett Favre had that. People remember Michael Jordan, the emotion he showed, winning a championship 
First year he played after his dad's being murdered. So these things can be unifying. Sports can have that powerful role and impact. I'm a tennis guy, but Novak Djokovic came from a war-torn country. Sports was his way to get out, and it's something that has always been the stress release and the valve for him, and he's walked that fine line of almost being a pressure cooker that boils over, and some players don't handle it well, but he's channeled it the right way in a lot of cases. Serena Williams, same thing. I mean, you could scratch your head about you know their dad moving them to Compton so they could be around that. You know, That's a little bit of a really-what-are-we-doing-here situation. But, I mean, the reality is that's the case. But there's also it on a local angle. Remember when Virginia beat Baylor and um, I think it was UCLA out in Las Vegas in that preseason tournament last year? And everyone thought, oh, look at what Virginia's going to be able to do this year. They actually struggled for a lot of last year. But that particular moment was right after the murder of Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry and everything that transpired. And it was a few weeks afterwards, but it was a unified type moment. Sports can be the sanctuary for that. It was for a lot of Virginia fans on grounds to bring them together in lieu of that particular tragedy, particularly basketball as football wrapped up. That's what it's expected to be for a lot of Liberty players and fans, and that's how they're viewing this season. And wait for it. I know there's a crowd of people out there that get on Liberty for something like this, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it being a sanctuary for fans. And then, Trey, obviously, you're tied to Virginia Tech as well. And the truth of the matter is... People looked at football in that 2007 season for Virginia Tech. Great year, by the way, with Tyrod Taylor at Virginia Tech. But after the tragedy of the shooting that took place at Virginia Tech, the April 16th shooting, and you know how that shattered that particular campus, the role that sports played going forward, and the fact that the sports teams embraced that. Look, it's at all those schools in the area. Put James Madison into the mix after, you know, again, we touched on mental health. That's been a theme of ours often in the fast lane. But, you know, the, the, the suicide of, of the softball player a couple of years ago and how that story and very successful softball program and their fans, JMU fans, used sports as an analogy. So, Trey, it's okay during moments of adversity for players to seek sports as a sanctuary and for fans to do it. And, The results may not always be there, and you can always have that as an overarching explanation of why the results are a challenge, but it's also okay to feel joy in, again, I'm not a psychologist, I don't pretend to be one, but finding a level of joy in sports, that's kind of what brings people here together as fans, and for players too, that a lot of them, not all of them love it, some of them it's a job, in a lot of cases they do love it, and that's what sports can be a powerful and frankly a very beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a healer. We've seen it before uh, in, in a multitude of cases. Um, sports is an outlet. Sports, yeah, sports is a uniter as a community. I think I think the best example is 2007, Virginia Tech versus ECU, college game days there, and it was a moment of healing. So, I, yeah, it, it truly is what you said. It's, it's a moment of healing when it comes to, you know, uniting people together as a phase to move on, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting to see. It is. And then, you know, I think of another one, but remember Dale Earnhardt Jr. winning the Daytona summer race back then. It was not the late summer last race before the playoffs version, but it was the July 4th time. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins that race and how emotional he is. And Chocolate Myers, who was the gas can for years for Dale Earnhardt Sr. in the number three black intimidator, the number three car, that Dale Earnhardt Sr. drove, and just the raw emotion that came out. I mean, it's beautiful in the sense that it brings people together, and and especially now, you look at these type of things and how divisive our society is, 
And there's a lot of that. But there's also the fact that, yes, sports can play a very beautiful and fulfilling role when it comes to that. Um, when we return in the fast lane, a little bit on this, but also quite a bit on high school football. And then after our chat with WSET's Dave Walls, we'll get to our Fast Five at Five-ish. We're juggling the schedule a little bit today in the fast lane because we wanted to get that point about Liberty meeting with the media earlier today or their head football coach, Jamie Chowell, and just touching on that and kind of tying things together from this past week in the fast lane um, and, and a chance again for you to weigh in with your thoughts because we always appreciate those too. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get to those. So all of that is still to come. This is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network.